Welcome one and all to another episode of the Bigfoot Learning Podcast, where instead of focusing on the creature of Bigfoot, we dive into learning through the lens of reflecting and how it's a lifelong endeavor. I am your host, Monica Tooze, and today we have the honor of having the one and only Tyler Schmidt on for today's episode. Welcome, wah, Tyler. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. I, I, I added the air horns with my mouth so you wouldn't have to do it yourself in uh, the editing process. Appreciate it. I, I've known Tyler for a good number of years now, and we've had, I'd say, a decent amount of conver- discussions and conversations that sometimes would end up on learning if it broke you broke it down a little bit like whether it's with education or just you know life in general and so going off of that Tyler if you had the opportunity from thinking over your experiences in life so far that you could change the definition of learning in the dictionary how would you define learning Listen, I came so prepared. I put a little thought into it and I wrote it down. So here's my definition. The process of advancing the understanding of the world and its many disciplines. Ooh. I like that. Advancing the world and many... That, That hits a lot of areas and... Yeah, what I kind of like gather from it is kind of a sense of moving forward and kind of approaching things that way. Is that kind of. Yeah. You know, I think learning is just such a complex idea when you really start to think about it, uh, which is why the definition is kind of long. Uh, But yeah, I, I was trying to think to myself, is there, is there like learning that happens where you're going backwards, you know, where you've gotten worse off, and I don't know. I mean, I guess you can learn the lo- the wrong lessons for things, like as companies tend to do. Uh, but still, I I just think mm-hmm. in general, learning is is moving the world forward, is moving yourself forward, and whatever you're doing, you are adding to what you had before. I follow with that. That makes sense because you're yeah. Unless there's some physical condition that happens that you lose some of your memories I would say like you're always building on top of what you've done in the past so even if you feel like you're going backwards you're still you still have that experience and memories that you've already done that in a way you're still going forward so I'd agree with that I like that. Yeah, I think even if you feel like you're behind in an area or something like, you know, you're 28 years old and you need to figure out how to get your own health insurance and you feel stupid about things like that. It's like, let's just learning. I mean, you've just never mm-hmm. done it before. Like, even if you feel like you're at a, a point that's not where you should be, the learning is still bringing you forward in whatever you do. So I just think learning is additive. Oh, yeah. And especially in the instance that you just brought up there, I feel that <laughs> it's easy to get caught up in what what's displayed in society of okay these are the norms and process that you should be abiding by and going through for your life so 
it can be easy at times to get boggled down of like, oh no, I'm I'm behind. Oh no, like how how am I supposed to do this? So it's like we're all trying to figure it out. So it's yeah, you know, I've learned that life has many different pillars, many different buckets that you can divide your time into. You know, there's family, there's career, there's fitness, there's there's all sorts of different like disciplines that you can get really good at. And I don't think any of them is any better than the other. And I, I think that everybody who gets good at one of them sometimes longs and wishes that they were good at the other ones. But I don't think there's anything wrong with being good at one. You know, if you start a family at 18 and you have a bunch of beautiful kids, hey, the person who got their fitness in order and doesn't have, you know, a long-term partner probably wishes they had kids or wishes they had a career. And you can be good at multiple of them. You don't have to just be good at one. But I think it's pretty easy for people who, you know, are really good at one thing to to think that they're not good at other things, but I think they're all equally valuable. True. And, yeah, and sometimes it's a matter of sacrifice and what you're willing to go, go forward and lean into and such. And yeah, that, that kind of makes me think of one things that I'll be honest, I associate with you, a lot is you know, when taking on risks in life, like keeping a proper perspective and with that, you know, using risks as kind of a way to learn and go through life to kind of, you know, see what's out there. Yeah, I don't I don't want to spoil, you know, any of my my big feet that we're going to discuss later. Yes, I just said big feet is the plural of Bigfoot. Uh, but, you know, a wise one person once said that failure, the greatest teacher is. So I think, you know, taking risks is a, is a great way to learn because there's a lot of failure that's involved and you learn a lot from failure. So throwing it out there. There we go. We got a little tease for later. I, That's right. Little teaser. Stay tuned. Hit smash that like and subscribe button. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Oh, well, before we get into some of your big feet examples, I'm still working out the plural. So I'll, we'll roll that for this episode of, um, of those learning examples in your own life. I, some of the risks and maybe a better way of putting some of it is like putting yourself out there opportunities that you've done includes doing different online contests for like League of Legends and being able to incorporate some Avengers or the um, or your favorite team into that and uh, the Mandalorian premiere being able to do that and then also different professional pursuits that you've done. Do you have any favorite examples or opportunities such as those that kind of stick out to you the most? I think those three that you just mentioned are very good and well-researched. I feel like I'm on uh, hot ones, except without the spicy wings. I feel like you've done like a Instagram deep dive on me. Uh, <laughs> shout out hot ones. But uh no, I, th I think those are all good examples. Uh, I, I would say just in general, you just need to think about when it comes to risk, 
what other people aren't willing to do is probably the best indicator of what you should do. Mm. Um, Cause I think a lot of people have really great ideas, but at the end of the day, you just gotta, you just gotta get out there and do them. So uh, the example you made about fan contests is uh, this last winter, I took part in a league of legends fan contest for the team. I follow team liquid and every year they look for their biggest fans. So the year before I made a trailer that was for the team, but it was like a shot for shot remake of the Avengers end game trailer. And I was a finalist, but so this year I had to kind of rethink how can I, how can I be the guy? How am I going to be the number one fan? And uh, they had released a mascot the year before called blue. Who's this adorable, like giant white anime looking horse. <laughs> and uh, I just thought to myself, like, you know, there's like a Mickey and a Minnie mouse. Uh, there was a, last week or this week tonight with uh, John Oliver, where he made some mascot and sent it over to Japan. And I'm just like, that's such a hilarious idea. So I was like, if I could just put something together like that, I think that would be so funny. And so like, I think that would be funny. So when the time came for the contest, I was like, is this possible? Am I capable of creating a literal mascot with no skill whatsoever? And just kind of put my brain to it and, eventually decided that cheating would be the best option. So we ordered a Pikachu costume from China, stripped the yellow fur off of it and put white mm -hmm. fur on it and made it look like a horse. So, you know, anything's possible. Even if you have limited experience, YouTube is, uh, YouTube's crazy. You can learn literally anything on there. You can literally do anything. But the thing is, if you think of other people who applied, it's like, you know, what, what applications are other people going to do? Maybe they draw a picture maybe they'll make like a short mm -hmm. video of their fandom it's all 90 percent of it's going to be pretty pretty simple easy to do thing that are within reach for most people but if you can be the guy who goes out there and puts so much effort into something and is able to show the effort that you've put in they're gonna see that and they're gonna be like okay we got all these entries but what the hell's going on with this entry? <laughs> this is incredibly strange. Why did he spend so much time on this? This is insane. We need to talk to this guy. So I think that's how most of my contest submissions go is just thinking about what is the average ent entry going to look like? And then how can I just blow them all out of the water with something that's just so insane or is so high effort, even if it doesn't look high effort, something that's <laughs> takes a lot of time that this is going to blow them out of the water. So that's my advice. Anybody who's uh, looking into winning a contest think of a really cool idea and then make it a reality that's really cool i feel like i won by the way <laughs> i don't know if i congrats. said that but yeah, that... yeah i literally won this spring uh they announced that i was the number one fan so i've got some pretty crazy prizes <laughs> on the way from uh, team liquid thousand nice. dollar gift card to jersey mike's uh fifteen hundred dollars worth of merchandise it's like they literally said i'm gonna have to claim it on my taxes it's gonna be worth so much so <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah so it's pretty crazy uh if you look up team liquid on on twitter uh you can probably find a, a post about me and find my video submission if you want I definitely highly recommend checking that out because yeah, it it's quite entertaining. You get to see all the effort that you did put in for that. And I feel how you describe that for contests is a great way of approaching like any opportunity of like, okay, like think of what the someone else who's doing it 
they may be putting in a lot of effort or the extreme amount or they're putting in the minimum amount or the medium amount and like what what kind of are you going to do because you can only control yourself so are you going to give it that full amount and maybe even go extra and see what can come from the opportunity or whatnot. Yeah. And I mean, it also applies to career advancement too, honestly, like a lot of people just throw the resume out there. They just apply, they hit mm -hmm. the apply button, but you got to think everyone else is doing that. You know, that's, that's where you're thinking about the situations where it's just a pool of resumes sitting on a table. How are they ever going to, you know, pick you? But the thing is, if you just go above that, and you do a little bit extra, you do a little bit more, maybe you reach out to the hiring manager, maybe you meet them face to face, maybe you submit uh, some kind of project that wasn't asked for, maybe if you provide value to them before the interview, like these are the things that nobody else does, but those mm -hmm. are the things that they're gonna look at and be like, oh, this is our guy. So uh, I think it works for a lot of different things. Athletics too, you know, it's probably the easy one where you think of how hard the other team is training. You know, you don't necessarily know, but you could probably get a good idea of what the other team is doing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, am I going to do less than them? Is that going to, am I going to win if I do less? No, <laughs> no, you have to do as much as you can reasonably do. And, you know, at the end of the day, whoever wins, wins. But uh, if you have done everything you can do, then I think you can sleep easy at night. Very true. All right. Wow. You're dishing out a lot of golden nuggets of wisdom <laughs> so far. I appreciate it. I, all right. I feel ready to move on to some of the big feet in your life. So first off, and as a reminder with each of these, like they can be examples of the lessons can either be positive or negative, but what are some examples of people who have stepped into your life and made left enough of an impression on your mind that a lesson of either positive or negative extent have stuck with you to today and in the sticking with the name of the podcast what is a personal bigfoot for your life you know, I would love to be that first disruptor who comes on here with a negative influence because I think that's something that people aren't going to want to pick. It's going to be a hard awesome. one. And I'm not I'm not that person. I'm so sorry, everybody. Uh, I would love stay to be that tuned. person, but I'm not. Yeah, stay, stay tuned. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you can you can figure out who the first person to bring up a negative influence is, sure. which I, I have negative influences, but we're not going to talk about those today. We're going to talk about the positive Bigfoot in my personal life, who I would say is uh, Stephen Oates, who is my first real manager in the working world. All right. So do you want me to go into it a little bit more about him? Yeah, let's have a little background oh. of what the lessons and kind of your relationship with Stephen. Yeah, so uh, growing up, uh, I would say... Uh, on the outside, I was very, very outgoing, put myself out there a lot, won a bunch of superlatives, was, I would say, fairly popular in high school. Uh, but underneath the surface, I was definitely very unsure of myself. I was, had, like, crippling anxiety when it came to social settings. Like, I remember when I, my first day of high school, like, I was shaking. Like, I, I couldn't, like, oh, wow. bear the thought of going into school, like, and not knowing everybody. This is the same with college. Like, I thought, like, my life was ending. Like that summer, 
I was like, I have two more months of my life <laughs> and then everything's over because I'm going to a new, a new setting. Uh, and even in high school, like I was very resistant. Like my parents wanted to have a graduation party for me so bad. And I refused. I was like, I don't want to have a graduation party. I don't want people over. So I definitely have a lot of like anxiety uh, around like hosting other people or, you know, social settings, which I don't think a lot of people know uh, because I have put myself out there. <laughs> but uh, I spent a lot of my life just not really knowing what I was good at. And I think that our school system, you know, if I can on a learning podcast, take a, some time to just kind of bash the general education system across the country. I just don't think that the education system is good at uh, allowing people to express what they're good at and identifying what people are good at. So I was very talkative, kind of a bit of a troublemaker, rabble rouser. Uh, and nobody ever stopped me and said that, hey, that's a talent. That's something that you could do for a job. Mm -hmm. So when I was in school, it was like, do you like computers? You could program computers. Uh, or you could just be a firefighter or a nurse. And it's just all these really generic, or you could be a, you could be a carpenter. Or you could just work in a factory. And it just seemed like everything was just so generic as far as recommendations. Mm -hmm. Nobody was able to see in me any talent. And I would say that was also really crippling for me is that I really spent 20 years of my now 28 year life thinking I had no talents, <laughs> which I mean, it's pretty awful. So college was definitely kind of a, like a, I don't even know what to call it, but it was a time where basically all of my, my preconceived notions about the world were really shattered and I had to really find myself. So it wasn't until I turned 21 and I had an opportunity to do an ambassador program at school and like try and help people succeed and lead people around campus that I really started realizing like, Hey, this is maybe something I'm good at. It's just like talking to people, building relationships, like mm -hmm. maybe that is a skill, you know, nobody ever told me it was a skill. They just gave me detention, <laughs> but maybe that is a skill that I could use. So I finished up that year at school. And then uh, that summer, I was trying to find an internship, which was a requirement for graduation. Uh, and I ended up at this sales company, Promotional Marketing Advantages, with Stephen Oates, who is the boss. And in general, uh, this is definitely like a multi-level marketing company. I wouldn't <laughs> necessarily recommend that to anybody. Uh, but he was somebody who just really saw something in me and like was like, wow, you're like really good at this. Like you could have a real future here. Like you are good at all of this. He gave me a ton of responsibility. I was teaching, I was training others. I was selling, uh, I had a lot of office responsibilities. He was allowing me to do interviews for his company every morning. Uh, and it was just like the first time in my life that I think somebody really recognized something in me and said like, you know, you have real talent. Like you have a talent, you have a place in this world. So I definitely give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, there's also a lot of other things I learned from him. He's the one who took me away from college. I dropped out after that summer to travel with him to La Crosse, Wisconsin to open up another office uh, because I said to myself, you can always go back to school, but this opportunity is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And, you know, that was a brutal decision <laughs> on me. Uh, I did not get really any support. Uh, and I would even say negative support uh, from many people in my life about that decision. Uh, but I thought it was something that I needed to find out for myself since that was really the first time that I'd felt like, Hey, you're, you're really good at something. So I pursued that opportunity uh, with Steven and it was, it was tough, man. I was paying two, two rents at the time. 
uh, basically making minimum wage. I was working 60 plus hours a week, six days a week. Day off was Wednesday every week. And I think that just really helped formulate my opinion about the world because I think growing up, it's like five day work week, two weekend days, church on Sunday. Like there's just like this kind of script that everybody follows through life. And, you know, part of it is definitely the nature of the business. They're like, Hey, we want people to work for very little (laughs) and we want them to not think about it. We want them to be focused on the success angle of all this. So we don't want them to think of how crappy this job is. Uh, But I think a lot of those lessons do hold true, you know, about work ethic and about doing what it takes because at the end of the day, I mean, what's the difference between the seven days? We're on a giant planet rocketing through the solar system. What is the difference from one day to the next? You know, we count these things in mm-hmm. seven days, but every day is just another 24 hour sun up, sundown cycle. There really is nothing special about a Saturday versus a Monday. And I think that helped instill in me that, like, you know, don't look at things in such a closed minded perspective. Like, you can really do anything you want to do in these days. You know, it, they don't really matter any more than the other days. Like, every day is just another day for you to succeed. Uh, and just traveling around so much and kind of going against what society would say is a good path of just kind of being a zombie through college and then ending up like, where's my job? Wasn't really the, the, the path for me. And having to go out there and kind of grind it out on my own without much support was definitely a, a huge learning experience. And I just learned a lot about people and it just forced me to learn a lot about myself. And I realized that, you know what, if I put my mind to something, I can do it. Like, and anybody can do it. I just don't think mm-hmm. people ever are able to identify in themselves what they're good at. And I just don't think people ever get recognized for what they're good at. And it's really sad, but it's the truth. So I think that's probably the biggest lesson I learned is that I think really anybody can accomplish their dreams. And I think everybody has talents, very special talents. But I just, you know, I, I think that even the smallest push or the smallest little interest in somebody's lives or just a little nudge that says, Hey, you're good at something makes all the world of difference. And I think it can completely change somebody's life. So true. It's yeah, definitely keeps like perspective in mind when approaching each day. And like with that, like, yeah, just, bit of like self-awareness and confidence of like okay just take it on and see what becomes of it a little bit i know i gave you such a raw deal with that answer i just talked for like 25 minutes straight without <laughs> taking a breath and you're like all right <laughs> you're like how do i respond to that <laughs> where do i start <laughs> uh, no i think that yeah that you hit hit upon a lot of areas on there and I feel like a lot of it is stuff that isn't acknowledged a lot which is unfortunate so hopefully you know I'm hoping for the future like the you know looking towards the strains while also you can't just downplay your weaknesses and such but like you know like you said like truly acknowledging the talents that you have being aware of them and then just yeah seeing what path works for you instead of what may work for somebody else that 
you think you you should follow or like oh they did this way I should do it exactly like that I as you were describing that I don't know if this will come up uh later on but that kind of made me think of you've mentioned in the past when we were talking about one of your favorite quotes and how like your motto kind of is to like make your own path like don't to when going about whether it's professional or just like a you're creating something just for fun like with that uh oh, I should know it by heart because it's in Latin and I love learning that language just for fun but um but yeah if for that pretty much is like the essence of that one quote right Hopefully I'm not yeah you know it. <laughs> I, I would hate to butcher that quote because I never took Latin and I know you took Latin uh, and I don't know how to pronounce it, but I'm pretty sure it's in Wenium, Wyam Vacium. Is that it? It's uh, if I can't find a way, I'll make one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know actually how to pronounce that at all. I've heard somebody else pronounce it that way and I'm like, wow, that's not how I would do it. But I guess if you know better, sure. But yeah, that's kind of the, that's the way I would describe it. Uh and in talking to other people, I've described it as, you know, life is, life's a maze. You know, you're going to wander mm -hmm. down all sorts of different paths and trying to find your way to the center, finding your way to, you know, who you are, what, what makes you happy. But the maze is not like some giant, like, maze made of stone or metal or anything. It's literally a hedge maze. Like, you don't... <laughs> You can you can push through the hedges if you really want to. Like sometimes I think people get caught up and say, "Oh, I can't do this or I can't do that or this is standing in my way." But you know, you don't always have to just follow the path. You can sometimes just push through other places. Uh, I hate to take up more time, but quick story. Uh, first first roll past the the Stephen uh, company. There's an opportunity to work six months in the marketing department. And they pick four people out of like a thousand employees for this opportunity. And if you really think about it, like, you know, people are like, oh, nobody, no, nobody ever gets that. Like nobody would ever get that. But if you actually think of the people who would be willing to just move across the country in a week, like who's willing to do that? You know, it, it seems like something that's impossible, but like, you can just do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, I, I was renting at the time. I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to put everything in my car and just drive. Like, you know, I think sometimes those things, like, I can't move across the country. I mean, physically, you could. You could leave You could leave tomorrow, really. But I think most of these, pat, like, these walls that are in people's minds that say, I can't do things are honestly just ones that are only in your mind. I, I don't think a lot of, like, walls that block your path are actually physical walls in your life that stop you from doing something. I think a lot of it is just your mind telling you you can't and holding you back from it. So I think once you learn that, that the walls are typically illusions, I think you can push through them a lot easier. Like uh, I was saying before about my anxiety, like it's, it's just a thing that's always going to be there. And I, I, I think people who don't typically take risks think that the people who do are like some kind of superhumans you don't feel anxious ever but it's not true mm -hmm. they're just people who know to deal with it better i've just done it so much that it's like yeah if i'm going to speak on a call with a thousand people you're going to be nervous that's just how it is everybody right. gets nervous but no like you're not going to die <laughs> it's just people like at the end of the day if you misspeak nobody even knows 
Like there's so little risk, but when you think about that, it's like, oh, oh, makes it tighten up a little bit. Like that's scary. But like in reality, if you actually think about it logically, it's really not scary. So if you just know that going in, you just tell yourself that you go in and do it afterwards. You're like, actually, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And you just get that mindset. You can really just, just do anything, even if it is a little bit scary at first. I appreciate you bringing it up in that way because yeah, those, and that's a refreshing like analogy that I haven't heard before of like hedges of a maze and how you, you can go through them. But like, then once you went farther on, like they're pretty much illusions. And with that, how, you know, how we cope with those unknowns and kind of those feelings and emotions that come up from those that, you know, that can be integral to going and advancing forward to wherever you want to go. Because otherwise, yeah, you sometimes it it's easy to let those illusions kind of weigh you down and lock you up instead of letting you kind of push through them. Thank you. Wow. And all right. I that was that was a good amount for there. I'm not saying like there's like a certain amount that I'm expect or wanting for like each question. I appreciate you diving in with a lot of examples and uh, anecdotes to go along with them. So going with that, we'll move on to the next core question of who would you say is a personal Bigfoot from afar in your own life? Uh, I would say this is probably the toughest one out of the the three big questions to take on because I'm not like super into celebrities or celebrity worship. You know, I think that everybody for the most part has their own struggles and a lot of what success is, is the amount of work that you're willing to put in, but also the luck that comes in your social standing. You know, I think a lot of people are quick to praise mm -hmm. people like Elon Musk, like God, what an innovator, what an absolute genius. He's redefining the world. But like, I'm pretty positive his dad owned like an African diamond mine. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, or like the Donald Trump example, like, yeah, he, he only had to start his business with a small loan of $100 million. Like, <laughs> you know, some people just get a huge leg up in life. So I think it's tough for me to praise people because a lot of people have had a lot of help in their lives, which, you know, no problem with that. But uh, here's here's what I would say. This is gonna be this is gonna be a spicy one. I don't think anybody else is gonna Ooh. have this one. Uh, Kanye West slash other people who rap about struggles and successes. Ooh, I like that. Because like Kanye West today, like as a person, I'm like no, but like the music from that time period, the pre pre all this crazy stuff, Kanye. <laughs> mm -hmm. The old Kanye. Pre, pre cult Kanye and like Big Sean and uh, maybe even Drake from that time period. Like maybe like late 2000s, mid like 20 teens type of rap. All right. Is it mainly you mentioned after listing Kanye and other artists that like hit there that? Uh, you know, are other rappers that talk about those up and downs, like what 
anything stick out to you that from any of their songs and such that like you feel you've embodied or taken to heart uh yeah you know maybe in a little bit of a negative way but the uh the kanye song uh, can't tell me nothing like i really like that song because he just talks he like mentions how he's messed up in the past and how he wasn't always the best person but it's just about like showing all of the people in your life who you know doubted you you know eventually not like you know getting revenge on them but just becoming so successful like despite them and then at the end of the day like they can't tell you anything because you're the one who went out and succeeded like i think that's a super powerful message like i just a lot of those songs just they really pump you up like you can kind of almost like get cocky in a way from listening to them like you know what i am the man like i can do this and I think a lot of that music really helped me when I was struggling to be like, I got this, like I can, I can do it. I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that type of music is, is really powerful uh, for people to be able to share like their struggles and also share their successes, you know, and about how, how good they are or whatever it is. But if you can like listen to it and body that uh, it goes a long way in being able to like, you know, first think it and then being able to, to put it into action. A fair point. The power of music definitely like hits hard, especially when you're trying to like get into a mindset or prepare yourself or as along along with you know general enjoyment of music. Like it it's very multifaceted. So going off of that, what would you say you kinda of mentioned that those songs from those artists kind of like more so a while back helped you during that time period are there any songs like that right now that resonate with you in a similar manner or mainly just the those ones as well that you return to uh this is the part of the podcast that you can show your like great grandchildren when they're asking about what it was like going through the pandemic but i in my previous like work world spent two or three hours a day in the car and I listen to a lot of music and a lot of podcasts since I've been working from home for the last year. I just don't listen to any music. <laughs> so there's like literally no music <laughs> I listen to right now. So this is what you can show them and be like, listen, like they didn't even listen to music back then. It was crazy. But yeah, I'm super disconnected from music right now. Uh, if anything, it's like lighter, or quieter music that I listen to in the background while I'm working. But that's all like. <laughs> 90s grunge <laughs> i have like a soft volume that's kind of go. like calming in a way but no nothing nothing right now is like you know sparking that fire in me all right that's totally fine well, well since you brought up about podcasts any any podcast episodes that you've listened to lately or like podcast shows that don't have to limit it to lately like that you have learned from the most or not like the most but any any key lessons that you feel like I don't know what genres of podcasts you've been listening to for this past year but um anything that has stuck out to you whether it's learning and or just enjoyment of said podcast 
Oh my God. This is, this is going to make whoever's listening to this either really like me or really hate me. But uh, hear me out on this. All right. Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, he's been, he's been pretty sketchy lately. I got to be honest with you. It's a lot of COVID misinformation coming out of him lately, but like a year or two ago, he interviewed Daryl Davis, who is the guy who converted like, I don't even know the number. He was converting KKK members away from the KKK as a black man. He would straight up go into these like KKK bars and like hang out with these KKK guys and then basically convince them that they had a bunch of things in common and then they would just become friends and the guys would just be like, yeah, I dropped out of the KKK because I'm such good friends with Daryl. That's awesome. Absolutely craziest story that you've ever heard like that this whole thing happened like is one part where he's like in a room with a grand dragon and the bodyguard like pulls his gun like there's like the the stories that this guy has are so incredible and so unbelievable but i think are such a a strong message about uh curing the you know what causes racism and it's just such a powerful message about like you know, I think his his overall point was that distance is the biggest cure for racism or mm-hmm. proximity, uh, where a lot of these people who have these ideas don't live anywhere near any other minorities. So they're kind of in this, this weird mm-hmm. echo chamber. But if you actually spend time with other people of other races, like you're like, these are just people <laughs> like they're just other people. You know, so I think that that was a really cool and powerful message, but just his stories were I mean, it's worth a listen. I think that's like, it's required listening. I know I'm going to put that on my list. YouTube, Joe Rogan, Daryl Davis. Awesome. Wow, that's... That is quite... Quite a life story. Okay. I'm... I gotta take a step back so that <laughs> I um, make sure you I shook. listen to that at a later time. Uh, that that's amazing. I all right. Well, going off of that, that's a pretty powerful story, just right in there, filled with different lessons. Well, if going off of line of stories but diving into more of the fictional end what would you say is a fictional bigfoot in your life uh for any for any of you this is the this is the time where we're gonna we're gonna make good on that that little bit of a hint earlier but uh it's yoda come on who hasn't had yoda as their fictional their fictional bigfoot right that's awesome that's a good one i'm just saying like think of think of the lessons that yoda teaches in Empire Strikes Back and in everybody's favorite Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. Okay. Wars don't make one great, which isn't just about war or soldiering or whatever, but it's about like the big time action heroes. Like, you know, just because you're some big superstar celebrity who's famous and like has all these awards, it doesn't make you a great person. Just because you've done great things doesn't make mm-hmm. you a great person. That's a great lesson, right? Do or do not. There is no try hello that's that one that's a banger that's a banger of a lesson because it's like you're talking about with taking risks like you can say well i could i could try and do that or you could go out and do it you know i think that's why a lot of people don't get started or don't succeed is because they never they never go out and do it with the intention of doing it 
right? Like mm-hmm. you could say, oh, I'm going to try and set up a podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to look up some Google articles on some blog from 2017 about this. Well, maybe I don't have a good enough microphone. Maybe my camera's not quite good enough as ah, other better podcasts. No, he went out and did it. You know, like I think a lot of people get stuck up in decision phases. So that's another, it's another hot lesson from Yoda. Uh, there's the part when he, spoiler alerts, if you haven't seen Empire Strikes Back, where he lifts the X-Wing out of the swamp for Luke. And Luke says, I don't believe it. And Yoda says, this is why you fail. Because he doesn't believe it. That's why he can't succeed is because he doesn't believe in himself. He doesn't believe it's possible. So it doesn't happen, which is like a self-fulfilling prophecy thing where, you know, Mm -hmm. first you have to be able to see it for yourself. Like before I made that mascot costume, I knew what it looked like in my head. I had already visualized what I wanted it to look like and how I would go out doing it. And you know what I did? I went out there and I did it. (laughs) That's just, you know, you have to be able to see your success before you go out there and take it. So I think that's really big. If you don't believe in yourself, then, you know, what are the odds that you're going to succeed? You know, you're just leaving it up to luck at that point. Last but not least, from The Last Jedi, failure, the greatest teacher is, which is, you know, what we talked about before. That's the quote I brought up because, you know, failure has a lot to teach people. And I think a lot of people fail a lot of the time, but I think the important thing is that you're, you're learning the right lessons from whatever you're doing. Uh, so that you can you can be better in the future, uh, because not everybody is perfect, right? We all say stupid things, we all do dumb things, we hurt people's feelings, uh, we're insensitive, but that's all just a, a culmination of what we've learned in the past. But there's always room for learning in the future, and I think a lot of the time, learning isn't going to be comfortable. But I think it's a, a really important thing to do. Like it's it doesn't feel comfortable being called out uh, for doing something wrong. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like you need to take that and you need to learn from it and understand why you got called out and try and be better in the future. I think if everybody did that, we'd be in a, a much better world. I'd agree. It, yeah, that whole how you take feedback, how you perceive that feedback and then move on from it is it can be uncomfortable depending on how you set that perspective lens on there and yeah that's great that you chose that as your fictional bigfoot because i was thinking about um that reason i'm like if i had to choose out of star wars i have to go with yoda and it going along with what you said he has so many to use the phrasing i used earlier in this recording golden nuggets of wisdom that yes he switches around sentences other differently than how we would say them but with that they're they're short quick examples and lessons that you can take to heart and yeah just so many of them especially the failure one i i remember when I heard that one from the movie. I just, like, oh, yep, thank you, Yoda, for dropping another one. And, yeah. Well, very cool. I appreciate you sharing all your different examples of Bigfoots, Big Feet. Still a work in progress. I want to finalize that because <laughs> technically it's 
Oh, if it was with the creatures, it would be like Sasquatches. I could go that way, but I'm going to stick with, let, let's go with big. I think I may lean into that big feet part. We'll see. Make it, yeah, creative license on my end. Yeah, this is the, this is now the, the, the episode one of the big feet podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, going through everything that we just touched on, I was going to end on checking on, you know, I, actually I still will. I was, you, you've dropped a lot of bits of wisdom all throughout this conversation. And do you have any final thoughts or advice that you would like to end on today? Uh, I would say just be nice to each other, uh, compliment each other, you know, be really open with providing like positive feedback about other people. I know in today's, you know, Twitter world, uh, negativity seems to get a lot more attention. Uh, if you look up Star Wars videos on YouTube, inevitably you'll be shown a rabbit hole of why the last Jedi ruined Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy bought out by Disney. Like you're, it's just gonna you're gonna see all this negativity, and I think that's like the really easy low road to take uh, with everything. But I don't think people are given genuine compliments often enough. So I'd say make it your goal every single day to at least make one person's day, you know, whether it's a teller at the bank or, you know, somebody at the coffee shop that you frequent or somebody at work, just, you know, tell them that you see what they're up to and you really appreciate it. That's wonderful. Thank you for helping us end on that note before officially wrap up this episode. I you mentioned about like your hot ones, hot wings, hot ones, uh, videos that, and at least inspired videos. And I know with those, a lot of vids on COVID and with any of the work that you're doing, projects that you're creating on your own. Tyler, if people after listening to this episode are like, oh, I want to learn more about this guy or follow his work going forward and different videos and such that you may be doing and you go on a variety of adventures and such and how would one end up doing so what would you recommend you know monica that's a that's a great question you know if somebody would would like to follow me uh they could find me on the instagram at the real slim schmitty uh, so you'll find my travels, you'll find my, my weird videos and projects that I'm up to, or I guess just whatever, whatever weird stuff I'm, I'm up to in my life. Uh, seems like every year there's at least, you know, one or two weird things I'm up to. I mean, Monica, we didn't even mention what, what was the last time you saw me? We were, we were hunting down a celebrity on walking trails. I mean, what? That is, that's one of the strangest things. <laughs> that was a good couple of years ago. Yeah, that was that was quite fun. We did not end up finding that person, but overall that, that was a great adventure. I must say. Yeah. Monica drove like five hours. So who was it? Mike Posner. Was Mike that Posner. It? Yep. Yeah. We were literally walk across the country. Yeah, She drove five hours to try and find him. So we just wandered around looking for this, this guy. We did not find him. It was an incredibly strange adventure, but that's my life. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, I'll make sure to 
put your Instagram handle into the show notes. And with that, I'd like to thank you again for joining today. It was a pleasure. And with that, on that note, thank you all for listening. If you would like to follow for future episodes, please subscribe. <laughs> like uh, Tyler right now is smashing the subscribe button as you will if you enjoyed this and previous episodes. So subscribe, rate, review, all those fun stuff to help spread the news of this podcast. And so then I can get other interesting guests like Tyler to be joining. And as always, go go out and embark on your days with with learning at the forefront and seeing where those learning opportunities are, reflect, connect, and keep on going. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the episode and thank you for staying on for the post-episode reflection portion, which I'm about to go into right now. And I must say, with this episode, felt much more comfortable due to getting a little bit more familiar and having the experience under my belt now of interviewing people. And with that, also a part playing into that is the preparation, kind of going off of my post-reflection from the previous interview of a guest with that I thought that was key and not only the preparing up different information of just kind of getting down those questions to make them not too rambly even though I noticed I still was rambling a little bit on some of my questions however with that I know I was since that may happen especially with I am very passionate about the concept of learning in life and looking at that in refreshing ways and that was coming through I know I noticed it while re-listening to the episode and appreciated that and with it although I said about preparation I know there are some spots where uh, didn't have it right on point however with it for for instance what comes to mind is with the latin quote I know I I I think I like went into the episodes and like oh no I I I've seen that quote enough in the past I don't need to have it down and review it a little bit because I'll I may be bringing it up in the episode I may not be and sure enough I did and didn't say it have it presented in probably like the best way that I could have yet it was still fun being able to add an element of a Latin quote into the episode that that was relevant to what was being discussed and along with that since I knew of Tyler's 
great interest in Star Wars and his experiences with those for some of his adventures, like I mentioned about with the going to the Mandalorian premiere from being chosen for that, from putting in hard work for applying for there, that I was thinking of different Star Wars examples that possibly could come up as his fictional big feet and mostly what I would consider. And so I thought it was cool being able to see where the different Star Wars Bigfoot examples aligned and definitely agree with so many nuggets of life lessons that you can take all throughout. I'd go with personally for this episode for my takeaway lesson is to continue to reach out and connect for guests which does fit well with the theme of this episode of learning through risks and even if it's something small or big sometimes even asking someone you know to be help you out with a project similar to this can be slightly intimidating because you don't know what the answer is going to be however either way you'll have an answer hopefully and with that to just you know take that leap check on if someone's interested in an opportunity while you're taking on an opportunity because although it can be intimidating it may as well end up being worthwhile in the end especially depending on how you're focusing your perspective and mindset throughout and seeing what you can learn and grow through it and yeah and with it I'm hoping to have many more guests as I'm making it a goal to continue that reach out so keep an eye out for future episodes and as always thank you appreciate anyone who ends up listening to these episodes and hope you took something out from it whether small or big and have a great day learning and kind of going off of what Tyler said learning and be kind thank you